Irish Beats with Rob O'Connor. Your music now. This is Beat. This is Irish Beats with Rob O'Connor and in the virtual studio today, I have Morgan McIntyre from Saint Sister. Earlier this year, they released a fabulous album, Where I Should End, and they are currently on tour, which if I had said that earlier in 2021, would genuinely seem like a dream, but it's now a reality. Morgan, where are you today? Right now, I'm in our rehearsal uh, space in Fairview in Dublin, um, taking a week quick break from rehearsals, um, and it feels good to be making music and playing loudly again. I'd say it does all right, yeah, because you're in the UK next week, isn't it? Yes, so we're away, Start the tour starts on Tuesday, so we're away for about a week and then we come back and do our Irish shows, which um, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's just kind of mind-blowing. I think for so long, in order to cope with the uncertainty, we had just um, gone into this kind of phase of gigs don't happen anymore and now that we're about to phase into a, a few weeks of touring, it's kind of unreal. So I'm, I've been involved in a couple of gigs uh, since September and I went to see a great gig the other night with see Villagers, really mm. enjoyed it. And a common theme, the things that have been said to me by performers and uh, even has been said on stage, Connor White was supporting Villagers the other night and he even said it on stage that he felt nervous. Mm. He felt nervous in a way that a couple of years ago he wouldn't have felt nervous. Yeah. How are you feeling about performing? Have you performed in front of a live audience in the last little while? We we have. We've been very lucky. We've had a few kind of shows here and there, but not a tour. And I guess that's mm. a different thing. And they've kind of been once off and and they've been amazing for their own kind of special reasons that everyone felt so grateful to be there. And it was almost like whatever happens, happens. And aren't we all just delighted that we're out? Whereas I think now the pressure to actually deliver a proper show and yes, everyone's going to be with you and everyone's going to be a little bit more grateful than before. But but there's still people have paid money to, to come and see the album show or whatever we want to call it. So. There's a little, yeah, there's a little bit of pressure. I think it's all the really basic things. It's like we'd, we've forgotten how to pack our van, like <laughs> the most efficient way and all those things that you feel you're really out of practice with. And even just literally lifting gear, which is like so tight. I forget the like the weird strength that you get over the course of a year touring. It's like real, like you're strong in lifting like one keyboard, but you can't like do anything else. So it's just, um, <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's, I'm very nervous, but also there is a sense of you know people will be on your side so yeah. and, and there's just going to be a bit of giddiness probably in the air well I, I feel like we'll have that anyway so um nervous but hopefully not debilitating nerves which sometimes can creep in yeah I think it's a nervous excitement I've certainly felt that that, that that's been what I've my antenna have been picking up on and it's generally positive I think you know uh, yeah. so people are delighted to be getting out and seeing things again you know so, and I, th- uh, I think what people really want is connection so I think we've been kind of working a little bit, even just not not necessarily actively working on, but kind of being mindful of that, just trying to be a, honest on stage and maybe talk. I think the thing I'm going to find mo- most difficult is talking to the audience because the songs we've been kind of practicing away and you can get, you can kind of find your feet again, but it's that, um, it's that social <laughs> part of where you're on stage and, and you're trying to catch the energy and you're not exactly sure what it's going to be like. So that's the thing that I think will be most difficult, but also the thing that once you get it, it'll be most rewarding. Yeah. So the album 
Where I Should End uh, was released earlier this year. It's your second second album, isn't that correct? Second Saint yes. Sister album, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the first one was uh, Shape of Silence a couple of years ago. I remember that quite well. Yeah. Um, I if I described your music as dreamy choral synth pop, how would that make you feel? Oh yeah, no, that's good. I don't think I've heard choral in there before, but um, that definitely. That, that does a job I, I kind of like hearing what other people have it's really hard to, to try and put a few words on on the music that you make um, especially when you you're changing it up or you're trying to change yeah. it up all the time so um, it's just kind of fun when you hear other people um, saying stuff and and yeah genres and labels are pretty useful anyway so that's that's nice choral well, dreamy, you, what did you say? Dreamy choral synth pop. Dreamy choral synth. But listen, there's Perfect. there's a million subgenres now. But I'm, I'm always just trying to, you know, if you say somebody's in a rock and roll band, you're almost insulting them. But I don't mean it like that. Yeah. Uh, but, but okay. But when I think about it, like because as I listen to your music, there's a kind of a classical element to it, and I wonder, mm. ha, have have yourself and Gemma, do you have that kind of a background? Yeah. Well, we both sang a lot in choirs. Okay. So the choral thing is very strong. Yeah. That was like, uh, spent years, uh, all our school years, both of us singing in choirs. Gemma um, stayed in lots of choirs. And when I met her, she was singing in about four different choirs, I think. And okay. she's pretty much classic. Well, she is not, not pretty much. She is classically trained. She, she studied music in Trinity. Um, but as far as any other classical training that I have after singing, I don't really have it, but yeah, she's, she's kind of, She's got all that kind of background as well, as, as well as the tra- like traditional scene that she would have um, played a lot in as well. Yeah, because that because I mean why I said choral is that one of the things that jumps out at me from from both records to be honest with you is the the harmonies and the way the vocals are layered up. It like I know there's only two of you, but it sounds like there's two hundred of you at sometimes. You know what I mean? Oh, thank you. Yeah, that, I think that's Je- sounds Gemma's, okay. Yeah. Um, for sure, Gem is really. Um, she's a harmony whiz kid and uh, I think sometimes whenever I sing without her um, people are like oh but you're great at harmonies but like no I just cheat I sing the melody and she jumps around around me so um, definitely yeah the the choral thing it, yeah I can see that because that's kind of at the forefront of our music is is those harmonies and, and trying to um, give them as much kind of space and, and uh, much as much of a journey as anything else. Mm, I think you're selling yourself short there now and you're very kind <laughs> to Gemma. So there you go. Um, right. So the, so the gig is coming up. So you, you're away in the UK next week. You're yeah. then coming back to Ireland and you have a whole load of dates. And there's a new one has been added to the list, which is in Waterford. It's the only date in the southeast mm-hmm. that you're doing. Uh, you're playing Waterford on Wednesday, the 17th of November in Garter Lane Arts Centre. Um, so this is the only one in the southeast. What, when, what can we expect from a Saint Sister gig on this tour? Like, this is my roundabout yeah. way of asking, are you playing the album? Is basically it. Like. Yes. Well, we'll be playing the album for sure. Um, I think we've got every song in. Yeah, there was a while where we were, there's uh, there's a few songs in the album that have, um, that when we recorded it, they have like string quartets and yes. about seven different people coming in to play that was a kind of a struggle because we really wanted to play the album and it doesn't make sense not to, but also how do we recreate that? Cause uh, most of the gigs were, were playing with the, the two of us and then, um, uh, bringing on the band for a few, a few of the bigger ones. But yeah, there, it was a challenge to think how to best serve that song without trying to resort to tracks. And, and sometimes uh, it's not the tracks are necessarily a problem, but it's just not, we want to try and create an authentic kind of, 
representation of the song without betraying it kind of so um yeah we, i think we've found that i think uh we have managed to kind of get everything in there so all of the album tracks and then a lot of our um first album as well so there's a bit of a mishmash there um would there be any choice covers in there by any chance any interesting takes yeah. on things like for example eternal flame oh well eternal flame <laughs> that that's um that's one we've been singing for a while so yeah. i think we might t- take it out but if we do, it's probably because we haven't nailed the one we're currently working on, <laughs> which okay. um, hopefully will come together. That's something that we're we're kind of singing quietly while we're re- rehearsing everything else. Every time we take a few breaks and and sing this one as a as a bit of an energy shift. But I think I think it'll come together for for Waterford. <laughs> yeah, it's not, I, I'm not trying to take away from your your own music for a second, but I always love it when yeah. when a band does. A, a kind of a, a left hand turn on a cover and take something and makes it their own, which I I, th- I think you do. And I, yeah. I I would imagine if he sang a song, you wouldn't sing it like here's a straight version of Wonderwall or or whatever the hell it would be. Right? I know you wouldn't do Wonderwall, uh, although maybe actually you should. <laughs> maybe maybe actually that would be really interesting. <laughs> but, an idea. That's the one we're working on. Oh, in the yeah. background. <laughs> awesome. um, no, no, no. I know what you mean. No, I, I think that's. I love hearing covers that are a little bit different because if you're trying to replicate it faithfully it's kind of like you might as well listen to the real thing so we like taking songs that sound more upbeat yeah but have really devastating lyrics and then and seeing what happens then awesome that'd be class <laughs> um right this is this is one of those questions it's kind of like which of your children do you like the best okay <laughs> but yeah. fr- from the new album okay and i i'm mm-hmm. i'm very much a fan of the new album ah. what's your favorite track I guess it changes uh, based on how much we've been singing different songs or if we've had to rehearse one of the songs all day because something's not working or whatever. But um, I think for me, Any Dreams, the last song on the, on the uh, record is probably my favourite. And um, I just feel like I got a lot out of that. But, you know, when you just feel like you threw everything onto the table and that um, there there's... When I listen to it now, there wouldn't have been really space for anything else, but I don't feel like there was anything left to say, which which makes me always feel kind of fulfilled when we're singing it on stage. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say my response to that was, oh, Any Dreams is my favourite track. Now, oh, that, now, that's not, I'm not just trying to copy it, right? Because you're so cool <laughs> and all that. I mean, it, I mean like, <laughs> yeah. it's it, it actually genuinely is my favourite track. Although I will say Karaoke Song is a close second. I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful synth, dreamy, choral synth pop song uh, and I mean oh, that as as a, as a compliment so Saint Sister you're performing live in Waterford in the Gartlane Arts Centre on Wednesday the 17th of November that's an early gig and Cal Pacino is the support that night uh, tickets are available gartlane.ie uh, website and all of that kind of stuff if you want to find out more about Saint Sister uh, you can find the, the lads online I think it's saintsister.ie as well isn't it is it um, saintsisterband.com I believe okay actually now here's a weird one for you right because anytime yeah. I try and tag you on Twitter whenever I'm playing oh, any yes. of your tracks I always get a response from this poor lady who is in the Salvation <laughs> Army in, in, in London I think or somewhere yeah <laughs> have you met this person no but she's very kind she's always redirecting the tags you could probably <laughs> ignore them if she wants to but she sometimes throws in little compliments as well like oh they sing much better than I do and, and tags us so 
yeah, that happens quite a lot. She, I just sometimes I'm like, why don't you change your name, please? We can't change ours. I'll get, I'll try and think of another handle for her that she'd like, but no, uh, fair enough, she had it first. You should if the, if there's any of the dates on the UK tour that are close by, you really you should invite her along. It'd be lovely. Oh, that's a good idea. I hadn't thought about that, but I think I'll do that now. Awesome, and you could do a cover together. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. And when the Saints go marching in, but um, bum right, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Morgan McIntyre from Saint Sister, thank you so much for speaking to me today. I wish you all the best with the tour and looking forward to seeing you live in Gartlane Arts Centre a week after next. Ah, a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on, Rob. Irish Beats with Rob O'Connor on Beat 102 103.